Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have $1.8 billion more billion for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains and get your business certified local at indianaoriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Megan Martin started Hoosier Artisan Boutique. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. Megan Martin of Hoosier Artisan Boutique, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. Thank you for having me. Now, we are calling in today. You are phoning in from where in Indiana? I'm in Martinsville. And you work a lot with the artisan community in Martinsville, too, don't you? I am on the board of the Martinsville Arts Council, yes. So I definitely want to talk about that as well. Tell us, for people who aren't familiar with Hoosier Artisan Boutique, what is it exactly? So the Hoosier Artisan Boutique is a juried handmade event that happens annually, um, featuring all Indiana makers. We typically have 100 artisans who participate in the event, and since our second year, we've been held on Small Business Saturday. So it's a great opportunity for people to shop local and support handmade. And I'm guessing with everything that's going on this year, there is not an event because normally Indiana Originals would be sponsoring it. Correct. We literally just this past week have made the decision to go virtual. We were hoping, we were trying to work with our venue and we're hoping to meet COVID guidelines and trying to figure out a workaround to be able to go in person and it's just not feasible. Um, So yes, we we are still planning to do something, but it's slightly delayed because we're having to re-up the back end of our website to accommodate a virtual event. Well, we'll definitely talk about more of those challenges later. And now that we know what you do, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, when I was really little, I dreamed of being a part-time jockey and a part-time nurse like my mom. And then as a teenager, that shifted to architecture. And then, let's see, early high school, I took four years of Russian in high school. So then I was thinking CIA, of course. And after that, life just really changed. And I ended up with a degree in psychology and had originally considered the, uh, being pre-med, but decided that was not the path for me when I started having my kids and wanted to be able to be available for them. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you, kind of what changed those directions. And so, you know, being involved with your kids, that's a really big part of your life. And I've seen them at many events. Uh, what does being a part of this maker and artist community give you that those other jobs wouldn't? It's a creative connection and an opportunity to essentially have an extended family. Um, One of the hardest things about this year and not having shows and events 
just like with our regular families is that, you know, we've not had an opportunity as makers to get together and enjoy the community that we normally do. You see a lot of people from show to show when you're doing events and you get to know them, you get to know their kids. And, you know, it really is something that you look forward to when you're participating in events. So, you know, mental health is a huge aspect of all of the challenges that we've been facing because a lot of creatives struggle with that. And so being more isolated has definitely had an effect on how, as a community, we've been able to gather. How long have you been putting on the Hoosier Artisan Boutique now? This year would have been the 12th year. 12 years. Wow. What do you think it is that makes it so desirable to have a 12-year history already? I think people really recognize the value or are beginning to recognize the value of things that are produced locally. And, you know, they're unique and one of a kind. It's not something you can get just anywhere for the most part. And the level of handmade has just skyrocketed. The quality is amazing. So I think it's just the uniqueness, the creativity, the community, the knowledge that when you are supporting someone local, it's making a bigger impact than when you're shopping big box. Um, The chance to get to know those people. You know, there are makers who have buyers that they see at all of their events and, you know, their friends and family and stay in touch in between. And it's, again, it goes back to community. Well, let's talk about the show a little bit in the way that it's different from others. I think a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, we're going to go to a show. And sometimes it's not really a show. It's a flea market. And you've really tried to stay away from that vibe. And you actually jury all your artists in, correct? Correct. We are. We're one of the few juried events in Indiana that requires an Indiana maker as part of the show. And we do ask our makers to be present at the show as well. And Megan, share for us, what does it mean to be juried? What's what's that process look like? What are the qualifications? So every artist has to submit images of their work as well as them working in their studio to confirm that their items are handmade by them. Um, or, you know, if we do have a few artists that have expanded enough that they've been able to bring people in to have assistance in production, which is amazing. Um, but to still know that they are directing and leading the workshop space is what's important to us and making sure that it is made here. Being juried basically means we have a group of people each year who look at the images submitted and basically score on a criteria of creativity and quality and uniqueness. And then once we've confirmed that they are made locally, we go through and take the top scoring and we also limit by category in our show so you don't walk in and have every other booth is just jewelry as a jewelry artist and that always really bothered me at events <laughs> so that's something we've been very careful to make sure we limit um, that no one category is going to take over and be the only thing present what are some of the items that people can expect to see at the hoosier artisan boutique normally in person but this year virtual we always have pottery jewelry, home decor, um, original art. If it can be handmade and people would shop for gifts, it, we typically have it available at our show. We've literally had people say they were excited because they were able to find something for everyone on their list at the event. Well, I think that's something really special that you bring to the event is, you know, that uniqueness applies to whomever you're buying that gift for, right? We were in the same boat last year. We bought so much 
But all our Christmas shopping was done at once. And I just want to thank you for all of the effort that you put into getting this show together and getting these artists together. And what motivates you to keep going with it? Having been there as an artist, I'm very conscientious of trying to do what I can to help the artists who participate in our event succeed as much as possible. Knowing that it's not an easy road when you choose to be an entrepreneur and that so many of the people who participate in our event start out at least doing this as a part-time thing on the side to make a little bit of extra holiday money or to support being able to stay home with their kids. So it's important to me because that was a goal of mine as well. And I want to try and help as many other people be able to pursue that as an option for them as possible. Coming up, the challenges and successes Megan Martin has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is made possible by Indiana Originals, a search engine helping you identify and support local businesses faster and easier. Everyone found on indianoriginals.com and the app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains is an Indiana Original. That means they've been certified local. They're Indiana-owned and operated, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. So when you see the logo, you know you're supporting local. So when you're looking for local, make sure to look for Indiana Originals. Another business that carries that logo with pride is McFarling Foods. We're so excited to have them as one of the supporters of this show. If you're not familiar with them, look for their trucks. They're out and about, and they have some brand-new wraps, too. They're looking pretty good. They're locally owned and operated since 1948, and they're a community-based distributor, which means they serve independent restaurants and get them the food that we then get to enjoy. So whether you're at a restaurant, a deli, a tavern, getting to go, from your favorite diner, chances are you may be eating food from McFarling Foods. So look them up, mcfarling.com, learn more information. And when you're at your favorite restaurant, ask the owner if that food came from McFarling or you never know if they need them. We've been chatting with Megan Martin of Hoosier Artisan Boutique who started the event 12 years ago now. Megan, what's been the hardest part about being a business owner and putting on this event? Doing all the things. Um, I think that that is a problem a lot of solopreneurs have, is having to not only produce their product, but also learn how to market it and how to sell it and how to package it and, you know, create all of the things, handle the IT and, you know, if you're doing a website and you're doing your social media management, so wearing all of the hats is probably the hardest part. Well, what advice would you give for somebody who wants to start their own business? What do you want them to know? Find your people. Um, you know, we talked about community in the first segment, and that was so important for my development as a maker and also for my development as a business owner to find like-minded individuals who were either starting on the same path around the same time as I was or had made it a little further than I had and were willing to, you know, provide little nuggets of information and advice from what they had learned along the way. Um, in general, makers are an exceptionally giving bunch of people, and the information that they have amassed in the period of time since we started making as a community in Indiana is pretty phenomenal. And there's generally someone out there who has been through the situation you're struggling with and can help eliminate some of your options. So finding people who can help guide you on that path is amazing. Well, and let's talk a little bit about kind of how, when you're starting out as a maker or creator, kind of how that works, you know, kind of looking back to March of this year, right? 
state is shut down, that means all the events that these goods are sold at were shut down too. And we weren't quite up and running with virtual yet, right? What does that do to our maker community? Kind of explain, you know, how that lifestyle works and their budget and that kind of thing. So the impact early on probably was not quite as strong as it is now because most of the makers that I know literally generate 50 to 75% of their entire annual revenue in the last three months of the year. So when people start holiday shopping in October through the end of the year, that is what generates their income and revenue to sustain them all the way through the holiday shows the following year. Um, it lets them make investments in you know, product and supplies and show fees and advertising and all of those things that they use in somewhat called off-season um, before shows really kick in heavy again in the summer to support what they're doing. So the fact that the shutdown came when it was already towards the end of the slow season to begin with, they had already started making those investments, planning for a holiday season because you do start making and planning when everything's handmade. It's not like you can just crank it out in 10 minutes and be done. It's not a manufacturing line. You're doing it by hand. And so you start planning for the holidays at the beginning of the year to build enough inventory to carry you through the end of the year. So that makes a huge impact on your financial situation when you've already made that investment. And then all of a sudden you lose all most all the revenue you were anticipating having. And if you weren't already online, then not only are you still trying to handle the financial aspect of it, but you're also learning all the nuances of communicating on social media and building a fan base and setting up email lists and, you know, whether you are adding your own website or adding, you know, websites like Etsy and Shopify it just makes it a lot more overwhelming. So how have the makers been doing through this? You know, what, have, what are the changes that you've seen throughout the year? I think a lot of it depends on how well they had already positioned themselves on social media and virtually. Um, if they had wholesale accounts, that has really suffered for the artists that not only did in-person shows, but also had accounts with wholesalers because if wholesalers' business is down, they're not making the purchases they normally make. Um, for holiday shopping and all of that too. So it's just kind of a, a waterfall effect, I guess. You know, everything just keeps compounding to make the situation harder and harder for people. Um, if they were able to pivot and, you know, start to focus on an online component and could find the buyers that they needed to find, they're doing okay. Not great, but okay. Um, but there are a lot of makers who are really struggling right now. Well, if we can help at Indiana Originals or Indiana.Gifts, you know that we are more than willing to. But what can our listeners do to help? If you know local makers or someone connects you to local makers and local businesses, spend your money there. The impact that it has when you are shopping local is four to six times the impact that when you shop at a big box or national chain. The money stays local much more frequently because, you know, you're, you're providing a livelihood for people. So look for their websites, look for online venues that are 
specifically catered to small businesses. Um, you know, Indiana Originals, obviously, because it is local, you can find a tremendous variety of businesses. Basically, if you're looking to shop for it, you know, you can find it, but you do need to look. And it's important that you make it a priority to shop your local businesses. Well, and something, too, that I don't think we talk about enough, we hear a lot that, you know, local matters. We hear that more money stays in your community. But, you know, I, real quick, I just want to remind people that buying local is more than just a trend, right? It's imperative for healthy, vibrant communities. And thriving communities are nurtured by local businesses. You know, think about where you want to go on vacation when we're through this. Why do you want to go there? More than likely, it's because it's unique. It's different. There are things there that you don't find where you're from. When dollars are spent locally, they are more likely to be recirculated locally. And that raises the overall level of economic activity that pays salaries. You know, it builds a tax base. And there's a lot of economic benefits. And for every $100 spent locally, at least 68 of that stays in the local community. And that means every dollar you spend in an independent business returns three times more money to your local economy than a dollar spent at a national chain. And Megan, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I tell people that, I mean, they're just floored. They're they're blown away. They know they should support local, but they don't really understand the impact. It's pretty phenomenal. I mean, if people would even just choose to spend $100 locally that they would normally have spent at a national chain, it's something like a billion dollar impact if everybody in the United States were to make that difference then make that change. It's huge. And it really does make a difference. And, you know, and again, going back to community, when you are supporting your neighbors and their friends and their families, it, you're not just spending money on a product. You are supporting so much more. Well, and buying local connects producers and consumers in a way that national companies just can't. You know, local ownership means roots in the community and influence in the decisions affecting our lives and our local environment. And the stronger the relationship between our residents and our job creators, the greater the opportunity for healthier, vibrant communities. And I just can't fathom why somebody wouldn't want that. (laughs) It's true. It's huge. The impact is enormous. I mean, if you think about it, if you have kids that are involved in sports like Little League, who are the sponsors for your Little League programs? You know, if you have a church that's doing a fundraiser, what businesses do you go to for help? It's your local businesses because they are active and involved and engaged in your community. They're what make it special. Megan, why does supporting local and being known as an Indiana original matter to you? The impact. Knowing that when I am spending my money, I am supporting someone who wants to put their kids into dance classes at the local dance studio or who, you know, is going to support the causes and the things that matter to me and adds life and vibrancy to my neighborhood and my community is important to me. Um, And specifically, Indiana Originals is amazing simply because you've put together a way to find those businesses who are making their communities a priority and also resources for them that help expand their reach beyond what they normally have on their own. It's that rising tide lifts all boats type situation. The more 
you have available, the easier it is for people to find what they're looking for and to keep it local. Well, and Megan, I mean, that's definitely one of the most rewarding parts of what I do for Indiana Originals is really, you know, creating this community. What's been most rewarding for you running Hoosier Artisan Boutique? Having artists who come back year after year and, you know, there are a few artists who literally were one of the few shows they do in person anymore um, because they were able to convert to online. And this was even pre-pandemic because going from location to location is expensive. It's hard. It requires a lot of preparation, a lot of setup, a lot of investment in materials to even be able to present your items to the public. And so knowing that people trust us and believe in what we're doing enough to support us year after year like that is absolutely amazing. And introducing people to something new. Because we jury, we never have the completely same lineup of products every year. Um, And so people get to see new and watching artists who may have, we may have been one of their first shows who come back, you know, three, four, five years. And just the progression that they've made as business owners and creatives is just, it's a really joyful process to see. Well, Megan, you're incredible. We're honored to have you as an Indiana Originals member. And besides IndianaOriginals.com and our app, where can people find out more about you and support your business? We are on Facebook and Instagram as Hoosier Artisan. And then you can also head to HoosierArtisan.com. Megan, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Thank you, Mel. It's a pleasure to speak with you always. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals and McFarling Foods. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana Original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why Local Matters at indianaoriginals.com and on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, and check out indianaoriginals.com.